I have a strange habit when it comes to reading books, even those ones I can't bear to put down. I get real close to the end, wedge a bookmark in there, and I'll, uh, well, I'll just leave it. Forget about it. I'll walk away from it. It could be the most thrilling, engaging, and awe-inspiring book I've ever encountered. And I'll let 10 pages or so sit unread for a week, even if I consume the rest of the book in just a day. I don't like endings. They can be disappointing. <clears throat> Looking at you, Stephen King. They can be sad. They can be dull. They can be inspiring. But they are always final. Yeah, there are sequels. But even the most titanic fantasy series will end someday. I leave those last few pages so I have time to give a story its due. Before the end appears in bold type. I marinate on the story and the amount of time someone devoted from their life to tell it. When a parting of the ways is imminent, I prefer to prolong the adieu. Welcome to My Dad, I'm Dad, a podcast for anyone who's ever loved and lost and seeks to make sense of those experiences. My name is Doug. All those things easily accomplished in life before you have a child become exponentially less so when the little bundle of joy arrives. Cooking, cleaning, chores, all those things previously done, when and how you prefer, now come with an adorable little asterisk that demands accommodation. So, Maxine tags along for most of the things I do around the house. Laundry. She helps me sort, load, and fold. Dishes. She's right at my hip. Cleaning. She gets a rag wets it, and goes on wiping things herself. As you can imagine, she mostly makes more of a mess than she helps clean. But she genuinely helps out from time to time, and it's so precious. When a little hand, so earnest, is holding up a tiny pair of pants to be folded, accompanied by a sweet, Dah! you just want to melt. There is one task around the house that I'm not able to bring her along for, though. Mowing the lawn. Oh, I thought about it. Believe you me. You could toss her in the backpack and get after it. Hmm. Well, maybe if I... No. No. Doug, it's not safe. But, loath am I to tackle the chore without her knowing what I'm up to and including her as best as possible. Amanda places her in the picture window while I mow the front and I watch that perfect little chaos engine of ours wave and shout at me every time I make a new pass. Rocky Balboa didn't get that kind of motivation from Mick, I'll tell you what. When I come in from mowing, trimming, edging, and blowing, that little lady greets me with a big old smile and we settle in for dinner, some books, or just general family time, and it feels all the sweeter. I genuinely love to mow the lawn. At our house, it's a task that can be completed, I mean whole shebang, in about an hour. I feel an immense pride and accomplishment when it's all done. High and tight, my dad used to love to say. For a few days at least, the lawn looks high and tight. Dad spent much of his time mowing, when I was young, in a typical quote-unquote uniform. Beat-up snapback cap, beat-up white t-shirt, 
cut off enough to expose anything south of the pectorals, shorts almost too short, and some shoes that looked more at home in a foxhole than in suburbia. Anyway, I adored watching him mow, and he caught on to that fact when I was ten. One spring break, we returned home from vacation, and Dad wasted zero time unpacking. But he couldn't stand the sight of the long lawn that had really shot up while we were gone, so he fired up the mower and he got after it, and he charged my brother and I with bringing the gear into the house. Now that mastermind knew I hated unpacking, so he looked over his shoulder after a couple of passes and asked if I might want to give mowing a shot. I tossed down those bags as quick as lightning and saddled up for a very quick mowing lesson. I set off, mowed a couple of strips, and beamed at the obvious pride on Dad's face. Well, keep going, son, he kept shouting every time I mowed back toward him. And soon I noticed he was handling unpacking duties and leaving me to finish the yard. The entire half acre that we push mowed. And I, well, uh, I kept on mowing that lawn for the next nine years of my life. Now, like any kid, I detested the chore that was initially thrust on me. But over time, I developed a pride in doing the task and doing it well. Hell, I even went on to mow other yards for my aunt and uncle when they started a business. Of course, it was a good excuse to get exercise, an amazing reason to be outside, and something I came to be damn good at. But I truly believe there was one reason above all that I dug my heels into mowing. Dad. It meant the world to me when he would compliment my ability to manage weekly mowing patterns and leave the exterior of a home looking crispy. But I adored nothing more than the after-work opportunity to download with Dad. Generally, this was the order of operations. Bring the equipment in, clean or fix what needed it, return auxiliary necessities to their designated space, nod heads while observing a job well done, set up a camp chair in the garage, grab a beverage of choice, and kibitz as the clouds rolled by. There was Dad, usually still in his work clothes, sweating but serene as he observed the sky, ready to hold court. Fine job out there today, son. Thanks, Dad. I think the next time you tackle that two-dogs house, though, you ought to be more careful around the sprinklers. They can be particular about those. Will do, Dad. Will do. Hell of a sky, son. You looking at this sky? Yeah, Dad. And half the time, I was. The other half of the time, I was watching his face and seeing the kid he'd been once upon a time peeking out from behind his glasses. We'd catch up on anything and everything about life in the hour or so after a solid day's work in that green yonder. Then, like any born and raised Michigander, he'd slap his knee and utter the whelp we're so famous for here in the mitten. Then he'd stand up and look me square in the eyes. Proud of you, son. Big day tomorrow. Don't overdo it. That last, he would direct the beverage in my hand. He would eventually head inside to relax and shower, but not before walking out one more time to look at the work we'd done and nod. High and tight, son, he'd say as he gripped my shoulder before retiring for the evening. 
I'd sit out there just a little longer. I wanted to soak it all in. I mentioned that I don't like endings, but I've always been a fan of pauses, page breaks, chapter markers, or punctuation that invites a bookmark to be placed. That's what those conversations in the garage were to me. A pause. There was more work to be done, but not right then. That time was meant for reflection, relaxation, and connection. To this day, when I am done mowing or working in the yard, I leave the garage door open as long as possible. I walk down the driveway one final time to observe and nod. I look into the sky for Dad's approval, tell him I love him, and I think about a day in the future where Max and I might sit in that garage and chat. Of course, that's likely to be a while. Until that day comes, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. I can't begin to tell you how much it has meant that you've pulled up a chair and hung out in this metaphorical garage with me. All that said, I think this is as good a time as any to stick a bookmark in this show for now. As I stroll out of the garage and look back on this show up to now, I can't help but notice it checks all the boxes I originally set out to check. Help me process the loss of Dad my way. Check. Introduce my daughter and all of you to the man and father my dad was to me. Check. Help me dig back into a passion I'd packed away for years? Check. Yes, indeed. I believe this show is high and tight. It's different than I expected it would be. But I love it. I know my dad would love it. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. As my dad liked to point out, though, there's always room for further finesse. Je ne sais quoi. A different way to flourish your signature, you dig? I've mentioned in every episode that I want guests on this show. But I had to be honest with myself when I started making it and admit that the story I've been telling was one best told from my perspective. So, much like my inaugural mowing journey, I set off making this show with no real clear idea of where to go beyond go. Now that I'm more familiar with this medium and the kind of show I want to make, I can confidently close this chapter of the story. After all, it's summer here in Michigan. Memory-making season. Worry not, though. As sure as my dad would find a new reason to go fishing, my dad, I'm dad, will return in the fall. Only this time, I will be bringing guests along. I promise. Before I wedge that bookmark, I have a request. I'm paraphrasing Dad here. Take care of each other. Didn't matter how old I got, Dad would take aside an important person in my life. A mentor, a housemate, even my wife. And only one time, as serious as he could, he'd say, Take care of my little boy. He knew he couldn't always be there to help me directly so he made damn sure someone knew that I was to be looked after the way he might. I ask you to do that for one another. If you know someone hurting, 
if you know someone who could use a hand. And definitely, if you know someone who has a real good reason to celebrate, be there for them, however you can. This entire show is proof positive that even the simple things, done lovingly, are always appreciated and never, ever forgotten. Thank you so much for listening to this first chapter of My Dad, I'm Dad. If this was your first time tuning in, you can listen to all the other episodes in, oh, about as much time as it'd take to mow the lawn. If you want to be a guest for that second iteration of the show, or you have any comments, anything you'd like to say at all, you can reach out to me at mdidpodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook or Instagram at mdidpod. Speaking of those social media channels, keep an eye out on those for when I plan to release that second season. As I mentioned, it'll be in the fall, but I'm not sure quite when just yet. Failing that, you can subscribe to the show and click to be notified of new episodes. That'll let you know when I'm back. If you've enjoyed chapter one of this story, a rating and review of the show helps these stories find new ears. And I'm all about helping people. So please, if you know someone who you think these stories might help, feel free to send them along. A hearty thank you to Andy Bird, as always, for the music in the show. I don't know if I've mentioned yet, Andy is my oldest friend. That's pretty special, huh? Finally, here's some Wally wisdom to close out this first chapter of My Dad, I'm Dad. When Dad was geeked, jazzed, fit to be tied and looking purposefully at a season bursting with possibility, he'd always hit you with this little nugget. Well, time to kick the tires and light the fires. Yeah, it is. Thank you for listening, folks. Enjoy this summer, will ya? We'll see you in the fall. <laughs>